see it. Let us begin with a story called The Man Who Almost Gave His Wife a Birthday Present. Let's go back to February 17th when a young man decided that he was by his wife an LED light shield mask on the website Poosh, spelled P-O-O-S-H. It was confirmed, and on March 1st, it actually left for delivery. Now, there was a long history in there. The package had originally been sent on its way. February 18th, it left Los Angeles. You see, Poosh is owned by a Kardashian. I believe Courtney. I refuse to Google. That would explain why it has such poor customer service. But we'll get there in a moment. There was a train delay because for some reason this package was sent across the country by train, as though it was 1912. And a derailment on the tracks in Pennsylvania had caused the package to be delayed by a couple of days. As the young man continued to check the shipping information, he became more and more concerned that the package wouldn't arrive by March 2nd. Again, he ordered this on February 17th. Should have been more than enough time to get from California to New York City. Eventually, the package did begin to make its way closer to him, but it was coming via UPS, and he knew that this was going to be trouble. See, for the three years that he had lived in his apartment, he had a lot of issues getting things delivered by UPS. There was a short little man that he wanted to punch in his teeth, but he knew that he couldn't because that wouldn't help him receive the mail. He even thought about putting on a hat or hiding his identity and then finding this young man who was a UPS delivery driver at a different stop and then beating him up and saying something like do your job better and then running home. But he didn't for fear of jail. But on Friday, February 26th, his package was set to be delivered to his home. He spent the entire day eyeing the UPS app to see if it was getting closer because he knew that if he missed it by a few minutes, he might be able to run down the street and catch the driver. From 7 o'clock in the morning until 5.30, he eyeballed his phone. The UPS driver normally arrived by 2, and he had given the last driver his key. But lately, he wasn't receiving his packages anyway, so he questioned, did the last driver lose the key? Would he wake up to some man's dick in his face because he had given some sexual intruder a key to the apartment that his family lives in? But it was time to put his son in the bathtub. He took off his smartwatch, which notified him of anything on his phone, and began to wash dishes while his son played in the bath. He asked his wife, please keep an eye out for my phone. I'm turning it off vibrate. You should hear it ring. That'll be UPS. Because he had taped a large note to the door asking them to call him or text him when they got to the door. After washing the dishes, he returned to his phone, surprised it still hadn't rung, only to find out that there was a missed call. His wife hadn't been paying attention to his phone. 
Funny, because this was her gift. So, he then noticed that he had missed the call by eight minutes, which was probably too far gone to catch the UPS driver. Now began the hard part. Contacting UPS. See, they were going to try to deliver it to a UPS access point that never accepts deliveries. Well, there was one time, but that one time gets trumped by the six or seven when they tried to deliver it and the place either wasn't open or one time an old man told him he didn't have his package, even though he saw that the package had been delivered and he argued with the old man. He was old and somehow Hispanic and Native American. They argued for a great time. He left because he couldn't prove the old man actually had his package hidden in his ass. He called UPS knowing that this would be a 30 to two hour long phone call and asked that it not go to Nana's Deli. Instead, he wanted it to go to another place where he knew that they would actually receive the package. After one attempt, he was told, sure, it'll go there. This is Friday night, by the way, but it won't be until Monday. His wife's birthday was on Tuesday. He said, is there no way that I can get a Saturday or a Sunday delivery? They said, we don't deliver to these businesses on the weekend. And he said, fine, I'll trust you. Even though I know I'm going to end up with feces in my mouth, I will trust you. On Monday, he waited. He waited for his package to be delivered to the appropriate place. Around 12.16 p.m., there was a note, and it read from UPS. The package could not be delivered, so it was returning to a place in Mazpeth, New York, which is nowhere close to his apartment. He would have to take a car out there, otherwise it would be a two-hour ride on the subway one way. So, he called UPS again. The woman who barely spoke English told him, okay, I'll contact the driver. It's still early in the day, he'll bring it back to where he was supposed to deliver it, and someone will call you in an hour. He didn't believe her, but he said okay, it had already been 45 minutes on the phone. He waited three hours. Around 4.30, he decided to call UPS back because no one had called him. Not only was nothing confirmed from the first phone call, he never received a phone call. The next person said, okay, I'll look into it. Someone's gonna call you back in an hour. And they gave him a number for a case. And wouldn't you know, they didn't call him back in an hour. He called again. He was told, yes, they should have it at the location that it was supposed to have gone to today. Go down there. It's there. He didn't believe her, so he asked her again. Are you sure it's there? I'm pretty confident it won't be. But she said, no, it's definitely there. I can see it on my end. And even though he looked at it in the UPS app and on the website, he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go down there and prove that I'm wrong. When he got down to the store, as soon as he walked in the door, he said, I'm hoping that you have a package for, and the man cut him off and said, I don't take UPS anymore. The young man turned around and left the store. Angrily, as he walked back to his apartment, he thought, how does UPS not know that this man doesn't take their packages? Why did somebody waste the entire weekend, and then why did everybody today lie to me? When he got back, he called and noticed that now it said that it was being returned to sender. He called 
and said, why is it being returned to the sender? I still want the package. I wanted it tomorrow. Please call someone, cancel that. I want my package back. The woman on the phone told him that that is indeed what would happen. He would be getting a call in the morning and an email. None of these things came true. When he woke up in the morning, he saw that it had already departed back for Los Angeles. He tried to call the company Poosh, but they don't have a phone number because they're one of those places that only wants you to email them. And when he emailed them, he got an email back, an auto reply, telling him to give them 48 hours. This whole time, they've already had his money, but he was forced to sit there and wait and ponder what had he done. Was this his fault? Was it Poosh? Was it UPS? Was it his wife's? He didn't know. All he knew was, it was a bad day and a bad purchase. Excuse me, but did you know that your girlfriend is cheating on you? Uh, I'm sorry, who said that? Are you, are you talking to me? Don't forget to tell your lady you love her every day, or someone else will. This message was paid for by a single man everywhere. It's weird. I was just thinking yesterday about this really old memory of coming to New York, and it was before I ever lived here. I want to say it was within like a year or two of moving here, and I forget why I was here that night. But what's important is the next morning, this guy and I, and I'm going to leave his name out because I don't have great things to say about his behavior. This guy and I are wandering around New York City. It's early. It's like 10 a.m. or something. And we end up in Hell's Kitchen. Now, the only thing that I've ever heard about Hell's Kitchen at this point is the Marvel comic Daredevil because he's the devil of Hell's Kitchen. And yes, I'm, I was aware of Daredevil before the Netflix television show and the Ben Affleck thing. Um, we're in Hell's Kitchen, which looks really nice. This guy is married. I am incredibly single at the time. And um, we go into this place because at the time I'm really big on brunch. Let me take a break real quick and say this about brunch. New York City doesn't do brunch worth a fuck. I know that Sex in the City, they were talking about brunch and stuff. And there are a lot of places out here that seem to do brunch. But as somebody from Washington, D.C., they brunch. This is not brunch. I shouldn't have to buy a fucking entree. I don't want steak. I want to get my drink on. And maybe I want some food or something. Don't force me to buy food. Who are you? And more important than that, bottomless mimosas. That is a standard. That's, that's just something that is. Like, don't give me a new cell phone with no charger, and I know that that's something that people are doing nowadays, and that's like having brunch that isn't bottomless. I don't want to keep paying you. Why the fuck would I want to do that? And no, I don't want the like tab to keep going. I want to give you seven to twelve dollars, and I'm going to drink your watered down mimosas for as long as I please until I leave. So we're getting seated in this very nice restaurant in Hell's Kitchen. And this dude is a creep. So 
we're sitting at the bar and I'm not real. I was never as a single guy. I was never all about sex. I, I don't have that kind of a sex drive and I don't understand how people function when all they're thinking about is getting some. So we sit down at the bar. He is looking at every one and the bartender asks us what we want. And that's when things got off to a back. Cause I, I'm like looking at something and I was like, Oh, you guys, uh, you, you do brunch. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's fantastic. So I'm going to start with bottomless mimosas. Oh, we don't do that. Excuse me. And then because I think we took our time, but she told us we can't serve you until noon, but she goes, but that's okay because you have to get an entree anyway so we can give you your food now and you can eat it and then at noon I can start giving you something to drink and I've just I've never been so insulted she might as well have queefed all over my plate like I was just I was done with the place but he really wanted to stay whatever I'm cool fine he's creeping out on everybody around and eventually like the bartender, because there aren't a whole lot of people at the bar. It's early. And the bartender is like making conversation. And he's he's laying it on pretty thick. Like the bartender was attractive. I would never try to hit on a bartender or a server. I just don't. I don't have the skills, confidence, or the want to get rejected. I'm sure they've got some great lines that they throw out because they get hit on constantly. I don't want to hear them. And eventually, she goes... You know, you're really in the wrong place to him. And we're both like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, Hell's Kitchen is very gay. And then it's 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 almost like in Men in Black, like uh, before Jay knew, Jay being Will Smith, that the world had aliens all over it. Better example, Men in Black 2. Yes, I did just watch the Men in Black trilogy with my wife last week. I refuse to watch International, even though I love Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. But I, I know that's not going to be funny. So, Men in Black 2. When they bring Tommy Lee Jones back, they have to give him back his memories. And he realizes that everybody in the post office is actually an alien, but before, they seemed like regular old homo sapiens. And that is exactly like what happened when she told us how gay hell's kitchen was because we both take a look around but now with like fresh eyes and everyone is gay and we're like oh how did we not see that more importantly how did he not see that because he's been eye fucking everything and i'm just like huh would not have guessed it but okay let's go ahead and pay this tap I mean, you're asking me if I ever ran away from home. Sure, one time. Um, do you remember when the Sega Dreamcast came out? Okay, so I was working at the movie theater. And I quit. And decided to spend my last paycheck on a Sega Dreamcast. And I remember I went home with like the box and all. I set it up, played Sonic, whatever. And my mother comes down into the basement, and she was like, where did you get this? Now, my mother doesn't know what a Dreamcast costs, but I was like, it's my money. 
and I'll spend it how I please. Now back up off me, woman. But she wasn't having that, and she knew that I was bad with money, so she really wanted to, like, control my finances. And I'm sure that she saw, like, three to $500 worth of shit and was just like, oh, this is a terrible decision. So she's like, you need to take that back and get your money back. And I was like, not happening, chieftain. This is mine. And you know what? If you don't like it, then I'll just be out. So she told me that's cool. And then I tried to, like, get things. And she's like, not that. That's mine. Nope, not that. I paid for that. And I was like, that's fine. If that's how you want to be. I bought these Jordans. I bought that book bag and that coat. And I'm just going to try to sneak a couple of the clothes that you bought me inside this backpack. Went over to my buddy's house. Hooked it up, played it at his place. His mother said it was cool to kick it. Uh, But little did I know that she was actually working against me. So later that night, she had called my mother, and my mother came over and grabbed me and took me back. I didn't make it through the night, but, you know, that that was the one time that I tried to run away. One of my biggest fears is that, like, 2,000 years from now, assuming that this planet is still here, um... Things are going to be so out of whack. Like, I can see a future where there is nothing offensive ever said. And everybody just loves everybody. And whatever sex you are is fine. You can fuck whatever you want to. Robot, houses, playstations, children. Um, People no longer eat meat anymore like when I think about where we've come in my lifetime I always go back to being in burger and lobster and I was eating but I was next to the window and you could see this long list of this order that was being prepared like every other order was about the size of my hand and then this order was like as long as my arm because they couldn't have gluten and they were allergic to this and that and they couldn't have this involved and looking at this gigantic list I was just like you don't need to be eating out like whoever that is who's got all that specific shit that they can't have you need to come with your family but you should have a lunchbox with your lunch because nobody should be putting that on other people. First of all, yes, I do believe in evolution to an extent, Darwinism, if you wanna go there about it, you're not supposed to be alive. And yeah, I kinda think that about people who have peanut allergies and a bunch of other stuff. I'm like, why are we catering to these people who should be dead? They're not supposed to be here. But okay, that's cruel. Let's just stick with, they shouldn't be eating out and putting that on whatever chef that's got to make 50 other meals for the people who are there. Like, in the middle of all that, they've got this person who can't have anything. And it's like the ridiculous people. My first job was at McDonald's when I was 15. The ridiculous people who come in and they're like, "Uh, I don't want salt on my fries. You see how we make the fries, so you want a new batch for you? Maybe, since you're trying to be healthy, you shouldn't be in McDonald's. That's a thought. My wife is a baker, and people constantly want, like, vegan-type cookies and cakes and cupcakes, and it's like, if you are vegan, maybe you don't need those pastries. Maybe you're supposed to be eating healthier than that. 
don't put that on them because it's super expensive and everybody wants to cater to these people who have decided to go against what we're supposed to be doing and it just doesn't make sense but one day I am afraid that they'll win you hear me vegans I think you'll win and I don't like it the only thing that I really hope is if the vegans win one day and nobody's eating meat and everybody is taking pills to supplement the vitamins and iron and everything else that we need from meat I hope that they're not allowed to go out at night I hope they can't go out at night because there are man-eating people it'll be like I am legend except for we won't really be vampires I don't know what eating human meat does to you but the people like myself who will always want to eat meat the night belongs to us and if you bring your ass outside since I can't buy some steak or pig or something I'll eat you and I will cook you because I gotta okay meat tastes a certain way based on fat right a lot of fat people walking around fatty deposits on even good-looking people like we've all got a lot of fat on us and if you take away the meat I gotta roast you and fat people should be afraid of that because I'm not gonna be gunning after people who look like me I'm going after somebody slow those girls from thousand pound sisters somebody like that and I would share you know with my crew God, I used to always joke about how I couldn't wait for the apocalypse and I really can't because I know just what to do you gotta find some simple ignorant folk and give them whatever they want to so long as they never cross you it's almost like why do you think people follow the Joker Joker is not the most physically intimidating person in his employ but he will shoot somebody in the face for no reason whatsoever so I'm willing to be that for my gang of cannibals and in the meantime they can do whatever they want to and when I say whatever they want to I mean fill in the blanks we're talking about Armageddon I'm not ruling anything out do what I say and you can do whatever it is you want and that's how it would be mm, just thinking about it oh god now I got an erection all right let's go ahead and take our next caller uh, we have Matthew on the line who had to break up his friendship with David let's go yeah, I was, uh, I was throwing a Super Bowl party, and, you know, I invited a few people over. We're, we're quarantining and all, but there are some people that we trust. Um, and everybody shows up, you know, nobody's empty-handed. A lot of uh, beers. We made a fair amount of food nachos. We got a party sub. And my buddy Dave, uh, he comes with two huge bags of Taco Bell. And I stopped him at the door. I was like, whoa, you can't come in. Not like that. What are you doing, man? And he, he starts like, oh, man, you know, I, I thought you guys used to love Taco Bell. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, times have changed, bro. Like, we've grown up. I can't have you bringing in feces wrapped in paper in those bags, dude. We've got kids in here. Like, what if one of them gets a hold of it? What am I going to tell their parents? Right? And what do you even think about me? That you would want me to eat that garbage, dude. I hate that you don't love yourself. But I hate that you think less of me even more, man. And then I told him, step. And I haven't spoken to him since, man. I hope he's alright, you know. I hope he's not just eating a whole bunch of Taco Bell out of a garbage can. I don't know how people eat Taco Bell, dude. But, you know, 
Dave, if you hear this, I want you to know I'll always love you, dude. And if you get your life together, you are welcome to come back and be a part of mine. But, you know, I can't have that toxic energy around me, dude. Ugh. And, you know, you're probably going to use my bathroom. I mentioned big girls earlier, so I want to take the uh, chance to be an equal opportunity offender here. Um, I, I think back to this one night that I was at this bar and uh, I was on UVA's campus for a comedy show. And I think it was after the show, so, you know, a lot of people walking up saying, you know, good set, man, this and that. So I'm at the end of the bar waiting for the bartender to pay attention. The bar is huge and the bar is packed. So, you know, there's 80 people standing at this very large bar. I don't expect to be served right away. Nor do I really like trying to get the bartender's attention. I generally just wait like a nerd until they see me. I make eye contact. I might hold up like a finger so that they know I want something. And then they'll generally say like one second. So this beautiful woman is standing next to me. And I believe that she said something to me like that was really funny or whatever. And I was like, thank you. She grabs a notepad. Not sure why she had the notepad because she wasn't like doing schoolwork or anything at the time. And uh, she starts beating on the notepad, like slapping it and screaming at the bartender who then comes over. And because she is gorgeous, he doesn't give her the proper response of someone who just behaved like an animal. And he just takes her drink order. Now, my friend is with me and I just I couldn't help it. I had this bad habit of putting my nose into other people's business when there is really no good reason. Like stuff that shouldn't bother me, it does. And I say something and the people are like, why would you do that? That was none of your business. And I'm like, I don't know, man. If, I, if it wasn't me, then nobody would do it. And we would live in a lawless land. So the bartender walks away to start making her her drink. And I was like, excuse me. And she turns back to me. Now she turned to me like I was going to hit on her and not in like a negative way. Like she was potentially open to it. And when she turned around, I was like, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this before, but you're an asshole. And she could not believe that I would say that. And I was like, who does that? Who behaves that way? Like it's a busy bar and you beat on that. Like you own the place. Do you, are you related to the person who owns this place? And she was like, no. And I tell she was embarrassed. And then she like ran off. It bothers me when people treat attractive people, like they can get away with whatever they want. Sure. You're attractive. And to the people who are objectively attractive, good for you. You're going to get a lot of good things. It disgusts me when I can see that somebody has never had a real, like, treatment. It's almost like um, the women who you can tell have never been in a fight and they run their mouth like it can't happen. And I just always silently wait. I'm like, some big girl with nothing to lose is going to knock your teeth out one day and I can't wait. And that's what I love about seeing justice done like I like watching fight videos 
and I really like the girl fight ones. I like the girl fight ones when like someone can actually fight, like especially if it's a a big girl who got cheated on, and then she like rolls up on the little attractive girl, and the little attractive girl is just running that mouth, and I'm like, man, that big girl is three of you. And this isn't going to end well, but you keep running that mouth. And you're like, yeah, there we go. I just, ah, I don't know why men are so incapable of just saying this will not stand. Like I have seen some online videos where women are saying some wild things. Like they're saying, if you don't fly me out to here and if you don't buy me this, I saw a video where a woman complained because she was going on a date with a dude for the first time and said, Hey, uh, can we swing by McDonald's so that I can get my daughter something? The daughter wasn't going on the date. She just wanted to get food for her daughter before the date. He said, sure. They get through the drive through and after she's ordered, she expected him to pay. And he was like, why would I do that? And she was totally turned off from there. Like she had made it up in her mind, her words, that he would be getting no pussy. I don't understand. Has no one ever told this woman that that's not how things work? Like he was happy to, he was going to pay for the date. He was happy to drive you to get your kid something. You didn't say, would you mind buying my child a Happy Meal? You said, can we swing by McDonald's so I can grab my daughter something to eat? Who told her that life works that way? And no, this wasn't the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life. And even if it was, even if it was Beyonce, someone has to say something to these people like, hey, asshole, I don't care how good you look because I'm not fucking you. And even if I was, your behavior is unacceptable. This is why people give wedgies. And that is why I have enjoyed the few times that I have gotten to reject an attractive woman. It feels good. Fellas, here's an exercise that you can try. The next time that a woman asks you for something, because they are constantly on alert for us, we are creeps, hey. But the next time a woman, a stranger, asks you something in public, like if they tap you on the shoulder or something, I want you to turn around frightened and then once you realize you're not in danger go oh, not interested <laughs>